welcome to the Enlorm podcast series, a series that focuses exclusively on patients now referred to as having nanorare mutations. I'm Stan Crook, and I'm the founder, chairman, and CEO of Enlorm. Enlorm is a nonprofit foundation that I initiated in January of 2020. Our mission at Enlorm is to take advantage of the technology we created at Ionis Pharmaceuticals, Anisense Technology, or ASO Technology, to discover, develop, and provide experimental ASO treatments to nanorail patients, and to do that for free for life. Okay, now we move on to diseases of the lung. And, and there are just a slew of, of diseases of the lung. Uh, but I think for our purposes, just understanding the various classes of lung diseases is sufficient. So you can have airway obstruction, and that's a problem. Airway obstruction can be acute, sporadic, or chronic. That is, it can happen just every now and then, or it can be chronic. Simplest kind of obstruction is when food goes down the wrong way. Really what's happening there is something is getting caught in the trachea uh, that blocks passage of air. This is obviously an emergency, and the obstruction must be expelled immediately. You've heard of the Valsalva technique. That's just squeezing the chest hard enough to cause the food particle to pop out of your mouth. And if it doesn't work, you're in trouble. Now, sporadic airway obstruction is typically allergic. That can be either seasonal allergies like or, or asthma. Irrespective of the stimulus, the cause is transient bronchospasms that narrow airways and produce the wheezing and difficult breathing that we think of associated with hay fever and along with a lot of mucus or asthma. These kinds of problems can be chronic and so that you end up having difficulty breathing all the time because of both bronchospasm and mucus secretion. Any toxic or allergenic interaction with chemoreceptors in the upper airway typically will cause parasympathetic activation that can result in increases in secretion and then can block the narrowed air passages, making asthma or seasonal allergies even worse. Chronic obstruction of airways is almost always associated with smoking. Cigarette smoke is full of toxic chemicals, some of which stimulate the parasympathetic to cause system to cause a, a big increase in mucus production. That's called bronchitis. Uh, eventually, mucus production overwhelms the lungs and ability to, to clear the airway, and so the airway is blocked. Occasionally, alveoli can collapse due to an increase in surface tension or a weakness of the cells lining the alveoli. This is called atelectasis, and it creates an imbalance between air and blood flow, which in turn causes real pain and difficulty in breathing. And if it's not corrected, bad things happen to you. And, and sometimes these problems will self-correct, but many times you need to have assistance. What typically is done is you put a positive respiratory pressure in, and that allows your alveoli to reinflate and correct some of the problems. Obviously, infectious diseases caused by viruses, bacterial bacteria, fungi can cause obstruction of the airways and infiltration in the lungs, uh, the lungs themselves, with bacteria and immune cells. An infection in the lungs 
fills alveoli with organisms and inflammatory debris and cells and various inflammatory mediators. When the lungs themselves are infected, it's called pneumonia. That is considered a serious medical condition, both because the alveoli themselves are dysfunctional and it is often more difficult for the body to overcome these infections. A chest x-ray typically can diagnose pneumonia because the lungs no longer are clear. That is, on x-ray, they look black. Now on x-rays, they may be filled and look sort of white. And so an x-ray is a very easy way to figure out whether you have pneumonia. Cancers can also cause respiratory tract obstruction. And cancers can occur anywhere along the respiratory tract, in the nose, in the mouth, uh, in the trachea, Uh, and, of course, in the bronchi. Lung cancer is a cancer that rises actually in the lungs themselves and is most often associated with smoking, but non-smokers can get lung cancer as well. As lung cancer grows, it fills more and more of the alveoli, making breathing progressively more difficult. And, of course, the cancer can metastasize and spread to other organs like the brain. Like all viscera, the lungs are surrounded by a pair of membranes, and these are called pleura. Normally, that space between those two membranes, or pleura, is microscopic, but the space can fill under some circumstances. When that happens, the ability of the lungs to expand and contract is affected. A blow to the chest or a penetrating wound to the chest can cause blood to fill the pleura. And this is a surgical emergency requiring that that bleeding be stopped to prevent death. Also, any process that induces inflammation, such as infections or cancer, can cause fluid to accumulate in the pleura, once again restricting the ability of the lungs to inflate and deflate. Some cancers can invade the pleura and simply grow in that space as well. And this typically causes acute respiratory problems and lots of other issues that really make life very difficult. Key point, obstruction of airways can be due to multiple causes. Chronic obstruction of airways almost always has an inflammatory component and worsens the basic health problems. Okay, you can also obstruct pulmonary blood flow. So either you can obstruct the air that you need to exchange oxygen from the air with the, for the carbon dioxide in blood, or you can obstruct the flow of the blood. Uh, and so just as air must flow through airways, blood must flow through the pulmonary circulation to support normal exchange of carbon dioxide and oxygen. As I mentioned earlier, each alveolus has its own capillary. Blood must flow through these capillaries if normal gas exchanges take place. Acute disruption in blood flow of the lung is typically caused by pulmonary emboli or blood clots that that usually start in the deep veins and then lodge somewhere in the vasculature of the lungs. These blood clots typically will start in the deep veins of the legs. That's why After surgery, patients are encouraged to get up and get out of bed and walk as soon as possible. Cardiac arrhythmias and cardiovascular diseases in general 
can increase the risk of pulmonary emboli. And other causes include cancers because cancers can cause an increase in clotting factors and inflammatory mediators and hunks of cancer can break off themselves, cause clots in the lung. An important question that can be asked is why does a pulmonary embolus disrupt blood flow to this tiny part of the lung and yet cause terrible pain, shortness of breath, and real danger, ventilation must be perfectly matched to blood flow. In the event of a collapse of the alveoli or a block of, a, of the alveoli, or in the event of blood flow being obstructed to some part of the lung, there's an imbalance between air and blood flow. This causes a significant disruption in the bleeding processes and many other compensatory changes that are really very dangerous and, and potentially life-threatening. Pulmonary uh, emboli, therefore, are typically medical emergencies that require rapid intervention. Pain must be reduced or the patient will worsen rapidly. Then a secondary thing like a heart attack can happen. These sorts of events have to be treated as medical emergencies. Blood clot, that is pulmonary emboli in the lungs, can be excised surgically and the lung repaired at the site of the embolus. Often a clot-dissolving drug like TPA and other antithrombotics are used as well. Pulmonary hypertension, that is an increase in blood pressure in the pulmonary vasculature, can cause limitation of blood flow. And recall that pulmonary vascular system is a low-pressure slow flow system. So if blood pressure in the pulmonary vessels is too high, those vessels will become thicker, narrower, and the vessels will then exacerbate this problem. And so pulmonary hypertension can feed on itself and lead to greater uh, hypertension in the pulmonary system and poor perfusion of the lung. And that is a very difficult situation for us to treat today. So any disruption in pulmonary blood flow is dangerous and requires intervention. A key problem is that the balance between air and blood flow is disrupted, causing a serious response that can often be fatal. You can also have a failure in gas exchange. Gas exchange depends on the passage of carbon dioxide and oxygen through these tiny little membrane on the capillary and the alveoli side of this process. Anything that coarsens the membranes will impede gas exchange. Consequently, anything that stimulates chronic inflammation, like smoking, can cause the membranes to thicken due to inflammation. Toxic chemicals can cause both death of cells, making up those membranes, and scarring. Some drugs, like the anti-cancer drug bleomycin, can cause hyperkeratosis, uh, that is, increased keratin production and scarring. Again, making it very difficult uh, for a gas exchange to take place. Interference with the ability of the lungs to inflate or deflate, of course, is another big potential problem. The lungs and the muscles of the chest must be flexible and expand and contract with each breath. Or said another way, they have to be compliant.
that is the lungs and the muscles and the bones and the connecting tissue have to be able to be flexible and compliant. Anything that makes the muscles of the chest less compliant, such as amyloid deposits that could cause problems with compliance, or anything that makes lung compliance uh, themselves uh, more difficult can lead then to a loss of the ability to, to move air across these membranes. And chronic inflammation and diseases like sarcoidosis can cause reductions in the overall compliance of the lungs and the muscles. Pulmonary fibrosis, then, as a key point, is an accumulation of gunk on alveolar membranes or stiffening of the lung or anything that interferes with movement of the diaphragm and ancillary respiratory muscles can cause pulmonary dysfunction. So in conclusion, then, the lungs are essential to life, and there are numerous processes that regulate lung function and multiple ways that these processes necessary for breathing can fail. You must breathe several times a minute. That requires the ability to both inflate and deflate. Um, That requires the cooperation of the autonomic and somatic nervous systems. It requires the cooperation of visceral muscles, smooth muscles, with skeletal muscles. All of this has to be matched perfectly so that every bit of air has an opportunity to exchange with a bit of blood in these alveoli and in the little capillaries that make all this possible. And and so it's a complex, beautiful uh, system that is carefully and and constantly regulated. Um, And because the lungs are exposed to the environment every time we breathe, there are a host of defense mechanisms that the lungs have uh, to protect themselves. And those, all of these things can go awry. And so it's not surprising that there are many, many types of lung disease. Uh, and so that brings us to the end of the lungs. And I hope that you've learned something. I think the next time we'll deal with the largest organ in the body, the liver. And that will be also an interesting thing to learn about. And Lorem is a nonprofit committed to discovering and providing personalized experimental treatments for free for life to patients with genetic diseases that affect 1 to 30 patients worldwide, referred to by Enlorem as nano-rare. Many of these patients progress and die without ever achieving a diagnosis. This is where Enlorem comes in. They do the impossible by providing hope, and for those that they can help, free lifetime treatment. For more information about Enlorem or today's episode, visit enlorem.org. Any questions can be sent into podcast at enlorem.org. Search Enlorem on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook to connect with us. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. This truly helps us climb the charts and allows others to find the show. This podcast is hosted by Dr. Stan Crook. Our videographer is John Magnuson of Mighty One Productions. Our producers are John Magnuson and Kira Deneen of DNA Today. Thank you for listening.